We just had so much fun talking with self-described Silverella. Yeah. She so is, Diane. She Gil- is. She is famous for being the queen of jeans on HSN Home Shopping Network. Yes, HSN and QVC. She is. She's a global phenomenon, don't you think? For sure. She's a fashion designer. She's an influencer. She's a cancer survivor. She talks a lot about that. Really fascinating. And recently, she's a podcast host. And her podcast, her own show, is called Aging with Grace 55+. Plus. We had a lot of fun with her. She is not slowing down. And she is a powerhouse. She is she an really inspiration is. for all of us. That All of us. Is we were taking sure. notes. I was copious. Yeah. Copious <laughs> notes. Yeah. Right. And before we get started with this wonderful interview, I wanted to remind all of you to get your closets ready for fall and winter. I feel like I'm always talking about closets (laughs) because I have a book out and it's all about closet cleaning. And um, really, unless you live in a warm climate year round, you really do need to clean out your closet seasonally. Don't you think, Lisa? Absolutely. Yeah, really good idea. And in case you didn't know, I actually help women do this virtually. So you can bring me into your closet virtually and I can help you clean out your closet. But the main thing is you want to figure out what to keep and what to discard. And so that you don't feel bad about discarding your clothes that just aren't working for you anymore. I've written a book called Turn Your Closet Into Cash. Oh, is the book done? It's done and it is out there. So if you want to read the book and it teaches you step-by-step how to do a full closet clean out and then turn your closet into cash, go to my website, lindawalden.com and get my latest book. Cool. And And we'll put everything in the show notes for you. Yeah. Let's go meet Diane. Let's do it. Welcome to Living Visibly Over 50, a podcast where we chat about how to use your beauty and style to show up and be visible in a culture that says it's not our time to shine anymore. I'm Lisa. And I'm Linda. You know, the most precious time in your life starts right now. Together, Lisa and I explore all the beauty and style tools available to women over 50 that keep us connected to our feminine energy. Hi, Diane. You are you are just fabulous. I mean, as soon as you popped on camera, <laughs> I was like, wow, I want to be Diane. Yeah. I don't I have enough not. hair to be you, Diane. Oh, oh. <laughs> Gosh, re- recognize something. I came from no hair because I went through really strong chemotherapy and lost everything. And my hair had been my whole identity. I had hair down to the middle of my back, red, big. Wow. Kind of like Raquel Welsh in her heyday. And... um I lost it all. And when it came back, I thought two things. Do I want to come back authentic? And can the audience follow me? And I didn't want to put any chemicals close to my 
brain and my scalp. So I reinvent, I totally reinvented myself. And I do want to be honest. I take a couple of vitamins like Nutrafol that repopulate your hair. It doesn't do it for everybody, but it's been very productive for me. Yes, we actually did an episode this season and we talked about hair loss and Nutrafol came up as one. So it's good to hear it. It's good to hear it works. Because you've got gorgeous hair. I mean, it came back, luckily for me, white, pure white. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Thank you. Like kind of like a Marie Antoinette wig. And it, (laughs) um, there was very little of it. I I went back on air with, I think, about three eighths of an inch of hair. I look like Annie Lennox. And everyone was like, (laughs) Oh, you're so hip. I really love that 80s, Annie Lennox book. And I thought, people, this is not going to last. It's bad. It's growing. Good for you. But you know what? I was lucky. My body um, seems to respond to good nutrition and uh, vitamins. So I also found a vitamin out of England called Lima, L-Y-M-A. Oh, that you. is specifically for older women and giving you back all a lot of nutrients and minerals that you would not ordinarily be able to absorb through diet. So I had to, because I was on TV, HSN, television. We want to talk about that. I had to speed up my image recovery wow. even way beyond my internal body recovery. I had oh. to look. Like I was worthy to go on TV again. And just one quick story, please. My last radiation treatment, I'm I'm lying on that cold, hard slab of a table in the dressing room is waiting my suitcase. I got up, I put my street clothes on, I grabbed my suitcase. I went to LaGuardia, I flew down and I did a show that night at midnight. That was it. There was just... No time at wow. all. I did it without wow. much hair. I did it with, you know, I, I think still very pale dad skin. But so many of the female customers yes. had been touched by breast cancer yep. that rather than being critical, they, they were, were incredibly supportive and understanding. Yeah. Now, you were a celebrity on HN, HSN, Home Shopping Network, and QVC, correct? I mean, how yes. powerful to show up for other women who have had similar experiences. You know, I it was, it was powerful. It was so difficult. I've hid behind my hair my whole life. I had huge hair. And now to have three-eighths of an inch, I had nowhere to hide. And I I must be Mm. one of the only human beings who actually gained 30 pounds during chemotherapy because all the steroids they gave me, that was all heavy-duty water weight. So I was 30 pounds heavier. I was 20% more weight on me than ordinary. And all that water weight, no hair, hair, look and you know camera lights in a teleretailing situation it's not like being lit for a weekly tv show i mean it's standard lighting it doesn't do you any favors and so i think that probably i was my biggest critic i was Mm -hmm. the most upset 
about how I was presenting myself. But of course, I think most of all, too, I was very, very um, concerned about my energy level, me coming across as me again. And that's one thing I did during um, all the radiation and chemo and everything else I went through, uh, mastectomy. I made sure my central core of what comprises my personality remained upbeat and hopeful and intact. And honestly, that those cancer lessons can be applied by anybody to growing older, which none of us seem to look forward to, but I'm gonna go to a <laughs> Rolling Stones, Keith Richards phrase. He said, life's a funny thing. Nobody wants to grow old, but nobody wants to die young. Right. And so, yeah. Right. So, um, right. I, I, I would say, I, yeah, I was able to take so much that I learned yeah. through cancer treatment and apply it to the rest of my life. And then I thought, you know what? You're going to come back. You're going to rebrand yourself as a Silverella influencer. Silverella. <laughs> Love it. Oh my God. Silver. Yeah. So see it as your job. See it as a challenge. Make it fun. Make it a game. Like seriously. And so it's, um, it's actually been amazing years. It's almost like BCAC years after all of that treatment have been very different because I was able to apply so many lessons I learned in the depths of that disease, breast cancer. And it sounds, Diane, like you've really taken on this role of being a mentor and a teacher. I hope so. Now, I hope so. And that's very powerful in helping you heal, you know, when you help other people. As you know, that really fortifies you so that sounds yeah. very beautiful well truly what happened because i've got this hugely pragmatic mind and and always make charts about my life what i like about my life what i don't like what i'm going to do about it da, 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 da. i walked into a pretty pretty contained uh chemotherapy room where they then take you into your own private room. And I saw all these women looking so angry and so depressed and crying and weeping. And I just thought that is not going to be me. I'm going to be their favorite patient. They're going to be so happy when I walk through the door. They're going, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to be their ray of sunshine. I'm talking just about the nurses, but also some of the patients you're surrounded with. And the power of that positivity is immeasurable. What it does for someone's day, just to have you say, thank you so much. You are such a great nurse. You do such a good job. You know, because I saw plenty of patients who were, not feeling well, naturally, no. none of us were bitter and right. and nasty, Angry. and yeah. that does not get you no. where you need to go. And um, 
I was even recently on a, a trip with one of the women's clubs I'm in in New York, and we were all staying on the same floor of this hotel. So a couple of us come out of the room at the same time. We're walking down the hallway, and there's all these housekeepers cleaning up the rooms. And I immediately, to the one closest to me, said, Hi, how are you? You look really pretty today. Um, have a great day. Enjoy. And someone said to me, why would you talk to a housekeeper? And I said, because, <gasps> because, and here comes karma. When you were a little girl and when she was a little girl, I am sure her big dream in life was not becoming a housekeeper in a hotel. It was bigger dreams than that. And so for those for those women, they cannot, for, for many reasons and many walls put up in life, achieve their dreams, at least make them feel good about themselves. And you know what? That kind of positive energy is also like a cat purring. It's self-healing. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Very lovely. Wow. Diane, can we circle back? You are known as the queen of jeans. <laughs> I want to talk about yeah. home shopping network <laughs> and QVC yeah. and how you got started and then how you're shifting now into what's happening now. Tell us, I, there's so much there. So around 19... 1991, I was backed by a huge consortium in Hong Kong. I lived at least half my life in those few years in Hong Kong, going back and forth. It wasn't a bad thing. I lived at the Peninsula Hotel. It was pretty cushy. Really nice. um, But um, there was a legal issue with them. And I decided to stand up for myself, which was very scary. And for a few years, I lost my name. I lost my right to have my name on a label while they went on having the right to use it. That was in the early 90s. So around 1994, I got a phone call. It was like, a representative from QVC and I thought well no they're going to offer me a credit card or something this is ridiculous <laughs> and she, <laughs> so my answer was I said something like the answer is no and she said but I haven't asked the question yet <laughs> would you be interested in coming on TV and designing a collection for QVC and I said oh, just my luck I can't design a collection. I can't use my full name. And she said, that's no problem. We've got other people like you in the middle of lawsuits. Really? Just call you, just call you Diane. And I thought, okay. I was not thrilled about going on television. It scared me. Um, I have terrible stage fright, but I did it. I had to do it. It was survival. And then in the midst of that, the lawsuit got settled. And um, I had introduced washable silk to America in the late 80s. Wow. So they wanted my washable silk on television. Did it. Never loved it. I was good at designing it, but it wasn't my kind of clothing. 
I had designed for rock and roll stars in the 60s and the 70s. There's so Janet, what a life. Look at that. <laughs> Janet, that's how you know Keith Richards. Okay. No Keith Richards, but my, my English makeup artist, because I did television for QVC internationally, she went on three tours with them, and she had some great stories to tell that I am not going to be able to relate. <laughs> so I'm, un, I'm under a, uh, an NDA clause. Do not disclose clause. Good for you. So, Don't um, say it. And were you going to say Janice Joplin? <laughs> Joplin. Um, my best friend uh, in the 60s was going out with just a little unknown guy named Jim Morrison from the doors. Oh. I also dressed Cher. I dressed Anne Margaret. I is oh. this this uh, the Jefferson Airplane, Jimi wow. Hendrix. Oh. I would say Are we going into time Jenna. warp right now? Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. I went, I wanted to go back to my roots. I did, you know, I'm somebody, I'll do something, I'll do to the best of my ability. But once the thrill is gone, I truly want to seek out the next big energy push in my life. So I loved doing the washable silks. I loved hand painting all the prints and transferring them to silk screen. And, but at a certain point, I became middle-aged, so I was about, yeah, unbelievable. You look in the mirror one day, and it's like, who is that stranger <laughs> looking right. at That's me? Exactly Get right. out of my house right That's now. Exactly so right. I want, I want me again, but you're not going to get you again. You're going to just get parts of you again and put it back together a little differently. So I wanted a jean. It was a jeans revolution. It was when Britney Spears introduced the jean hanging off the cliffs of your hip bones. And um, <laughs> that was impossible. Nobody made a jean for my middle-aged pudgy body. Nothing fit. It was so demoralizing. I just said, wait a second. Buy three yards of denim, take your own body measurements, have your pattern maker follow that, have your sewers make you a jean. So we did it. Changed my life. I felt 20 oh. years younger. I felt connected. I was more active. I liked my image so much more. And then one day, myself, you are enjoying wearing your jeans so much. And they don't dig into you and give you muffin yeah. spill. And they no really fit. Yeah, no muffin top. Why not use them on air? So at the time, we had just gotten a really brilliant female CEO at HSN, who was one of the founders of Ralph Lauren Polo Jeans. So I knew she knew about jeans. I brought the idea to her. But I had actually knocked on other people's doors for about a year and a half with the idea. Ah. And everybody just looked at me like, what, are you kidding? I'm not investing a penny in that. That's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. So I brought it up to her and she was a big promoter of female talent and very supportive. And she said, okay, you can premiere your idea, but I am not gonna risk prime time. 
I'm not going to lose half a million dollars if the audience doesn't connect. So I got 5 a.m. Eastern <laughs> Standard Time on a frigid February Sunday morning. So it was still dark out and dreary outside. Anywho, in three minutes, we sold out of... Oh, and I had a plus-size host who said I would rather fall on a sword and wear a pair of jeans and refuse to wear them on air. So she's like screaming at me seconds before we go on air. And didn't matter. Customer had been waiting for this. They didn't even know they were waiting for it. And we sold 5,000 jeans in three minutes and had nothing left to sell for the other 57 minutes of the show. So that proves that wow. women are awake on Sunday morning at 5 a.m. <laughs> I'll tell you what that proves at 5 a.m. That proves that when women see something they want, yeah. they get it. Yeah. They are glom on it instantly. And believe me, some women came back to me and told me, I just bought two pairs in each color. I bought all five colors. I bought 10 pairs of jeans. I love them. And that was the beginning of a huge meteoric rise for my brand. So we went from a minor brand that was okay on Teller Retail to number one in fashion, number wow. two in terms of all over dollar volume for the company. And then I thought to myself, okay, I mean, things are like perking right along here and every show is great and we sell everything out. We started at 9 a.m., but everything was sold out by noon. And, and I thought, wait a second, wouldn't this be good anywhere? Whether you're Australian and eating spring lamb or you're Italian and eating manicotti, no matter what country you're in, as a female, your hormones are the same. You go yeah. through the same bodily challenges. So I went to, I was very aggressive and I went to, surprise, surprise. And I went to QVC <laughs> who had an international business. And I said, you, you know what I'm doing on HSN and I want a chance. So they gave me QVC UK and we shot to number one there almost instantly and then Canada, and then Australia, Wow! and then Germany, and then Italy, and then France. And wow. so the only issue was I needed to be there. I was the one doing the show. You were and the face nobody, of the brand. Yeah, no one in Europe would agree like, okay, oh, you're going to do the Italian show on Thursday. Come to us. We'll put you on Saturday. It would be like, no. We need you in uh, two weeks. And I couldn't stay that long. So it was back and forth. Back, oh, oh. How long did you do but that, Diane? How long did you do that? I was the girl that never said no. Uh, if you needed me at 4 a.m., I'm going to do it. If you need me to fill in for somebody, yes, I'm going to do it. If you need me to fly over just to do a series of special shows within one day, in Germany or Italy, of course I'm going to do it. So I really devoted and loved every minute of it, devoted my life and my talent to building the brand. 
and building a base, a fan base of about, at its peak, 750,000 women. Wow. Congratulations. It was powerful. Thank you. Yes. It was powerful. And from that, now you're actually launching a podcast, which you are perfect for. Hi, Lisa here. In case you didn't know, I also own Simple Beauty Minerals, and I bet we have something in common. Dark spots, lines and wrinkles, under eye circles, skin redness, loss of lashes and brows. I know, right? But don't despair. With the right clean beauty formulas, habits, and makeup techniques, those issues can be a thing of the past. At Simple Beauty Minerals, I empower you to look and feel your best so you feel comfortable and enjoy all that life has to offer. Just message me here via the podcast or reach out to me at simplebeautyminerals.com or Instagram or Facebook at Simple Beauty Minerals. I'm here for you. Right. Diane, you. I mean, you have so many stories. You don't even need guests. But <laughs> you do have them. <laughs> Just yeah, turn on I'm... the recorder, you know, and... <laughs> And is that part of your go? I understand that you left the the world of TV at the end of last year, at the end of 2022. Is that correct? I did. I left. I left in December of 22 because, like that old Peggy Lee song, "Is this all there is?" <laughs> I asked myself. Yeah, I asked myself this question. You're you're going to be 78 this year I am in August what do you want to do with the rest of your life your precious years your really precious years yeah I want to be productive I want to be influential I want to support all my baby boomer sisters I want to learn new things I want to go new places I want to challenge myself within the bounds of my age bracket um and I I I thought, you know what? I was very brave and very adventuresome as a younger woman. I wanted to continue that. So I felt 30 years. I felt the medium itself, Tellery Tale, had way hit its heyday and was Mm. coming down because of truly a reluctance to recognize the beauties of shopping on Amazon where you get something 20 hours later and there's plenty of fashion sites also that like Net-A-Porter that literally deliver a a couture ball gown within a matter of hours. So stay young and stay satisfied would be to ask yourself, what are your skills? Well, designing is one of my skills, obviously fashion is in my DNA, but I thought, okay, so I can do whole fashion segments on podcasts and my own YouTube channel and and Instagram and um, show my customers what, what colors I believe in, the dressing mode of the year, whatever. And, but wanted to know personal stories about my life and how I got through breast cancer the way I did. And I had a a lot of challenges as a child in a very violent household. And so um, I thought, okay, it's time to share all of that. Uh, And I thought, okay, you know what? 
I, I never knew I was born with communication skills, but I certainly learned them yeah. from 30 years on TV. So I thought, okay, I'm going to take a chance. So I backed up and I said, goodbye, but follow me, you know, on, on social media. And within five weeks of stepping back and retiring from teleretail and going into, I don't know what, darkness. I mean, what am I going to do with the rest <laughs> of my life? Help. Um, I was offered, I was offered my own weekly podcast. And then so many other people came to me and said, we'd like you on our podcast because you've got a story to tell. And I am a storyteller. And I used to drive all the hosts crazy on teleretail telling stories um, rather than sell, 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 sell. Uh, So I found that I was able to my skills instantly recognized and I'm doing something where I can kind of craft my own um, agenda. And I love what I'm doing now. I just love it. I'm learning new things every day and meeting great new people like both of you. And you you know what, what I thought was going to be this scary, big, dark tunnel of nothingness, retiring (laughs) turned into a schedule that is so busy and at the same time so profoundly satisfying that um, I, I absolutely know I made the right decision and and I, that feels so good. I don't think that retirement means the same thing it used to mean. No. <laughs> I don't think it does. Yeah. And we don't want it to. From you guys, it doesn't. And we don't want it to. And I I remember a mother retired uh, way before 55 years old. And, you know, the biggest thrill was cutting out coupons and getting a six pack of Coke for 50 cents off. There was no, I think they had been raised, they were raised and were young adults during the depression. It greatly affected them. And so I think the fact that you didn't have to work and kill yourself into your 60s or your 70s. They saw that as a goal reached. For me, even right. as a young kid, looking at that, I thought, that's not what I want. Not I enough. want to be able to work yeah. forever and be a part of something forever and have things to say that resonate. I, I mean, I, I had it planned out way in advance I just didn't know how to get there or and I I guess I didn't really think it was going to work as quickly as it did but it did and I'm loving it you're teaching us all so much yeah right and I think this is why we wanted you to come on the podcast and to share your stories and to be a role model for so many women yeah, and you know, I I don't think that um, you have to be a New York Silverella glamour girl like me. Um, you can just be doing something that maybe you never had time to do your whole life, but now you do. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, my advice is, you do make sure it resonates from your heart, and you yeah. cannot fail. Yeah. You know, I, I was always a good fashion designer and I was always in the top, the middle top of my profession. 
and at the age of 60, in a totally age-of-phobic, youth-obsessed, quick-fashion business, I became a star against all odds. I always say I'm the Benjamin Button of fashion because I, <laughs> I went backwards. I wasn't famous. I was semi-famous as a young woman, but I became really famous as an older woman, and that just is not done. And then I remembered the only other character I can say was in that template was Coco Chanel. She was banned, exiled from France for 20 years. She came back to Paris at the age of 72 and invented the Chanel suit and the quilted handbag at 72. So I thought, okay, that's I'm young. Definitely, Yay, I'm definitely not Coco Chanel, but <laughs> you know, it just shows you that it, if you're doing something you truly love and believe yeah. in, your talent will never die. And everybody, all of us are born with a talent. You could have a talent for baking the best chocolate chip cookie in your town. You, you know, it doesn't need to be a big broadcasting talent or beauty talent. Just do something that makes you really feel good about you because you're doing something that is satisfying and and helps others. That's my big part right. of my life. If I had to leave a legacy, I would leave a legacy where when my name was mentioned after I'm gone, everybody smiled and said she was a wonderful person. That's, That's what a my legacy would be. I love, I love that legacy. And I love that Aww. thought to have that in your every decision, everything you do comes through that funnel. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. So we want to, we have two questions to ask you, Diane. One is we want everyone to be able to find you. So that, and we know that you have a new book. You actually have two books. So tell us where we I can do. find you and tell okay, us about your book. So you, you can find me on my own YouTube channel, the Diane Gilman. And that is all in small caps. And that's the same thing for Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Great. And um, very recently, I was approached by a fantastic hair care company called Better Not Younger. Uh-huh. I did a video. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did a video for them. And they just came back to me and said, we love your video so much. We want to make it a an official commercial for us and be on TikTok and Facebook. So you'll see me there too. But my YouTube channel is a great go-to place. And um, my first book was called Good Genes. And, you know, that's actually hysterical. I had the TV on a news channel one day, probably 20 years ago. And I heard, oh, good genes. And I thought, oh, (laughs) <laughs> Is there a new brand of jean out? And they were talking about genetics, but that's me, good genes. And that was autobiographical. That was written in 2013. And then in 2022, okay. I went back and a little more honest and a little more raw about what my childhood was like and all the obstacles I faced. And then how... I broke through every barrier to become a, a successful, really outstanding uh, company at the age of 60, 62, 64, 66, 68. And then how 2017 Christmas Eve, I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. 
mm-hmm. and hit a wall. Stage and, three. Yeah, in one breath. Stage two in the other. I And two different kinds of cancer, lucky me. And um, I thought to myself, my husband had died of cancer. So I had a terrible view of chemotherapy. And I had a dream the night before my first chemo treatment that set up the rest of my life, really. One of those dreams that's so real that you know you're in another plane or reality or something. So I'm driving illogically. I'm driving my li- my first car, my most beloved car, my little beige, trench coat beige, VW Bug. I'm driving it down a very, very rocky country road, wilderness on every side. I'm driving. I've got to get somewhere. I don't know where. I just know in the dream. I've got to get somewhere. And suddenly, I hit a wall. And I look up, and it's a huge mountain, like a needle mountain, that's literally vertical. I back up the VW. I gun it. I try to go up. I get up a couple of feet and slide back down. I gun it again. I go up a couple of more feet. And then I realize I can't do it. If I did it and got to the top of the Needle Mountain, I would just fall down the other side. So I, in my dream, I simply get out of the car, turn into a giant, and the mountain becomes a sharp pebble under my feet, and I just step over it. Oh, we we could do a lot with that story. There's a lot there. Yeah. That could be a children's book. That's how I, they'd probably scare children, but that was, that's how I took chemotherapy. I had to become bigger than myself. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and then that's worked for every challenge I've had since. So, hey, the universe teaches you, you just want to listen. You just have to recognize, or recognize it's a lesson. Right. Not just a yes. dream. It's uh it's a message. And yes. so that was a how to message. And uh I took it very seriously. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank wow. You. Okay. This is our very last question for you, Diane, and a really important one to Lisa and me because we are a beauty and style podcast. So <laughs> we would love to hear your favorite beauty or style inspiration or tip that you want to share with us? Ooh, I I know. How do you choose? uh, (laughs) Well, I I think if we're going to focus on um, your listeners and mine, I would say don't be a 60 or a 70 or an 80 year old trying to be a 40 year old or a 30 year old. A lot of women will go back to where they were and what they were. And that marriage is not successful. That was another reason why I made the decision to let my hair grow out naturally. And I was lucky that it came Mm -hmm. out like pearl white. Um, I didn't want to fake it. I wanted to be authentic. But frankly, we have so few images to follow as older women. It's a little tough to be authentic. You have to really know yourself. So I would just say, maybe you want to do what I did. I decided to make me, my image, my beauty. 
I had to get a new wardrobe, everything. I, I decided to make me my favorite project. I, my favorite fashion <gasps> beauty project. <laughs> oh, I, that's, that's a good one. That's wonderful. Yes. I think we all need to make ourselves our favorite projects. Yeah. I've had so much fun with my hair because yeah. um, I had no idea what to do with white hair to begin with. And I thought, well, I've got this whole wardrobe. I'm a fashion designer, but nothing worked. None of the colors worked. I'd had long red hair. Yeah. So I thought, oh my gosh, gee, how depressing. I'm going to have to go out and buy a bunch of new clothes. Oh, darn. <laughs> it was the greatest it's, thing ever. Just torture me. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Diane, it was a pleasure to talk with you and learn about you. And I look forward to still hanging around with you on social media and learning more. And by the way, I never got to my second book. My second book is called Too Young to Be Old. And it's got also 25 life lessons oh, yes. for older girls who, and 25 life lessons and rules for older girls who don't like rules. But just, you know, stuff where I bumped into a wall so many times and then suddenly I see the door and I get through to the light. So thank you thank so much you. for having me. This is great. You're welcome. We'll put all that information in the show notes for easy access for everyone yeah. listening. Thank you, Diane. Thanks, Diane. Pleasure Thank you. so much. Linda and Lisa's beauty and style tips. And you thought we were done. Okay. My beauty tip for today is if you're kind of bummed about the loss of lashes that's occurring, which I think we all are (laughs) a little bit bummed about the loss of lashes. A good lash serum is really helpful, but here's my real tip. My real tip is to use a hormone free lash serum. And here's why prostaglandulins. That's not how prostaglandins. There's no plus. Oh, forget it. I'm not going to even try to say that again. It's a hormone in your lash serums and they can cause side effects like dryness, discoloration of your actual eyes and fat atrophy, dark circles under the eyes. That happened to me. They totally grow lashes, but there are some serious side effects. For me, itchy eyes, dryness. I had darkening and fat loss under the skin. So dark circles showed up. Um, You can get eye inflammation, swelling of the retina. I mean, it's just not a good thing. Now, some women can use these no problem. But it's a risk and you don't know when you start to use them. So my recommendation again is use a peptide-based lash serum because there's no risk of any of those side effects. They actually nourish your lashes and help them to grow. The results are not as dramatic, but still, I still have more lashes than I did before. And I can wear, I don't wear my false eyelashes as much anymore because just with mascara, it really works. I have a great recommendation, and that is the Ordinary Lash Serum. It is a peptide-based lash serum, and it's only $15. And you could spend $85 to $150 on a serum. I'll link it below. Um, And I appreciate all of you listening, your support when you purchase via our links because it helps us to do the work that we're doing. And back to you, Linda. Oh, my gosh. I, I love that tip, Lisa. Okay, back to you. Got it. Um, okay, so my tip is all about fall fashion. 
because that's what we're where we are. Yep. And for this year, you know, fall fashion has been in the stores for a few months because, you know, they start in the summer. Yes. But if you prefer to shop your closet, here are some trendy outfits that you'll want to pull out for this fall. So I've got five of them. Number Ooh, okay. one, feminine skirts with volume. So if you have a few skirts that are like draped or paneled or A-line or circle skirts, that is a fantastic look. This is your trend this fall. And with, uh, let's say, triangle or pear-shaped women look fantastic in skirts with volume because you have a small waist and wider hips. And you're going to style it. You could style it with a simple t-shirt tucked in and flat sandals. You look so cute. And for the evening, you could add a slouchy blazer on top. So that's a look. Uh, my second fall fashion, go in your closet and choose some preppy items. So we're doing preppy with a twist this year. So we're still going with cardigans sets, pull out a pencil skirt and maybe some chunky footwear. So that's a really cute outfit. But now if you want to buy something, you're going to see pencil skirts and sheer fabrics for fall. Oh, I love that look. Isn't that great? And then you could add a more feminine shoes for that naughty secretary look. <laughs> all right. Number three, hello, red. Red is in all the stores for it's fall. back. Okay. It's back. So this is a season for head to toe red, including Lisa, your lip colors. Excellent. Li lip Love colors. a red lip. So go into your closet, pull out all your red. Number four, here's one I really love. Tights are in this oh, season. Really? But now they have more personality. They're going to be more texture, more patterns, and beautiful sheer colors. Well, so I'm all in. Yeah, that's not a big investment. Go into your department stores and stock up on some personality tights. I love them. Um, and for shoes, finally, you're going to see sock boots, mules, and even furry and fringe embellished shoes. So <laughs> we are gonna having be fun. fun. We're like <laughs> yeah. wearing slippers, We're still having but fun. not. Yeah. So awesome. ladies who want comfort and style, these are your fall fashion tips. Yay! Yay! Thank you for being here and listening to the entire Living Visibly Over 50 podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Your five-star rating, wink, wink, and review helps us reach more women so they too can get a confidence boost to show up and stand out over 50. And be sure to head over to simplebeautyminerals.com for your beauty and skincare needs and truecolorsbylinda.com to enroll in a color and style course. But wait, bonus! We are running a contest. Leave us a written review on iTunes, screenshot your review and message us to Instagram or Facebook and you'll be entered into the contest. We'll choose a winner once a month who will receive a 15% gift code from both Lisa and Linda.